Welcome to Me and Puke, our weekly music podcast. There, it, Things have changed, people. There's been some changes. So what we used to do, you know, if you listen to previous weeks, we'd take a bunch of new music and we'd review all of it in a row. Like, this is our mission. This is what we're doing. We're killing this shit. We're raiding this shit. But we're changing it to be a little more chill. A little more conversational, digging deeper into albums, and most importantly, reviewing old stuff. Stuff from a couple weeks ago, a few months ago, five years ago, the beginning of time, Baroque era, you know, all that sort of stuff. If someone's... If someone wants to talk about Mozart, we'll fucking let them on this podcast. Do you understand? That's good to know. So that... I might I might, fi- I might, find some old <laughs> yeah. shit for the next one. <laughs> you better have a lot to say about it. <laughs> um, I mean, what do you think but... I went to music college for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're educated. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's what we're going for now is a little less of breaking news um sort of stuff and more highlighting stuff we really love and we really want to talk about um not that we never wanted to talk about new albums there's plenty of stuff i talked about i loved i would have never found it without that format oh for sure and maybe uh that format makes it back to us in a different way in the future but for right now with everything going on in pretty much everyone's lives this will make it a lot easier for us to do episodes we uh, we're recording on a Saturday today, but, you know, with this format, we're not strictly, re- you know, uh, stuck on Saturdays because that's the day after all the music comes out. Can music come out earlier in the week, please? Like, <laughs> that would be nice, right? <laughs> that would be nice for sure. Like Wednesday, you know, comic books put out new issues on Wednesdays. Why yeah. Why can't they do that um, Yeah. for music? I remember one time... <laughs> Uh, there was, like, a record that came out last year, like, in November, and it came out on a Saturday. And I was like, why <laughs> Why did it come out, like, Saturday? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you missed it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you missed the release day. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, gonna be the mission going forward. Uh, there's other stuff we want to do, but I'm busy, busy. <laughs> and everyone else is also busy, busy. So. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's, uh, doing... everyone's pretty packed with stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be doing as much as I humanly can, but, you know, uh, at the very minimum, like, very least, I want to be able to put out, you know, a music review episode every week, because that's what, that's what the people want. They want music reviews. That's what the pukers <laughs> Jamie, want. They want the music reviews, god damn it. <laughs> they want them. Oh, we got to give it to them. <laughs> So, I'm Jake, <laughs> by the way, he, him, pronouns, and today I'm with Jamie. Hello, I'm Jamie, uh, they, he, pronouns. Yeah, and we're just chilling, gonna talk about some tunes, drink some monster energy drink. Oh shit, And I was supposed to bring a monster? <laughs> shit, I fucked up. You didn't have... bring your monster, Jamie? <laughs> I did actually buy some monster yesterday, but it's up in my fridge and I'm too lazy to get it right now. <laughs> I do I do have some nice water in my coffee mug, so that'll just have to do for now. Wa- water's okay. <laughs> yeah, water, so water's okay, you know. It's alright. You know, if you feel like not being dehydrated or something. 
just a vamp a little before we really get started, get stuck into the music reviews. Mm-hmm. Have you, like, heard about the Ariana Grande stuff going on? No, I'm very unaware of anything Ariana Grande really? has done in, oh, in a while. Oh, I'm so happy I get to tell you this. Okay. Uh, lay, lay it on me. <laughs> so, have you heard of SpongeBob the Musical? Yes. Why? <laughs> okay. So, the man who plays SpongeBob, he has a wife and a newborn baby. I don't like where this is going. He just left his wife and newborn baby to be with Ariana Grande. She <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she she wholesale stole SpongeBob from his wife. I I and apparently the craziest news out cuz if, you know, I just want to say I think he's as much of a dickhead as Ariana Grande is. Like, they're both at fault. Oh, Him even yeah. more so, I'd say, because he's leaving his child. Yeah, he, he fell for the trap. <laughs> and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you're a weak man. <laughs> you're a weak, <laughs> weak man. And you're dumb. <laughs> the craziest thing that has come out is that, like, apparently Ariana Grande has done this several times. Oh. multiple men like starting with her relationship with uh big sean i think uh either big sean or sean kingston i can't remember i, oh, I always okay. mix them up yeah i'm, I'm not sure I know. she was with one of them and apparently she stole him from somebody and this girl on tiktok said that <laughs> Ariana Grande stole her boyfriend in 2010. <laughs> Even TikTok people aren't safe. <laughs> oh my god. And the the guy who plays SpongeBob, he's just a weird looking guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a strange looking guy. And that kind of makes all this even crazier. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like like it, it it maybe not that much crazier but it like adds on to it like layers on layers of like this is absurd that any of this is going on but that you know that's some important music news right there jay <laughs> oh jeez i don't know what you would have done if you hadn't told me that news like shit thanks so much i yeah you that was integral. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm enlightened now. I'm enlightened now. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I won't watch SpongeBob the musical now. I kind of want to watch it more. <laughs> I just kind of want to see his moves. Like, is he the Rizzler sort of thing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You'll just have to go... Go to the musical oh, and see. And Ariana Grande and her fiance would go on double dates with SpongeBob and his wife. Oh, like God. they were friends before the tea. That's <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> and you know, there's some stuff going on with Lizzo. We'll talk about that later. Oh it yeah, ties in with Barbie. The only thing I heard um, about that was like like the lawyer. That Lizzo hired, oh. and that's it. <laughs> yeah, her lawyer. Yeah, has she, defended a lot of bad people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, don't worry, Not this guy's good at defending bad people. <laughs> yeah. Let's 
let's get into it. Yeah. Get into those music reviews. Um, another thing I should mention that I'm not sure I even mentioned to Jamie. Previously, we've done bronze, silver, and gold medals, as well as the hated participation trophy. Well, uh, we are retiring the medal system, the rating system. I just feel like it's a little reductive to put things in boxes like good, bad, mid, that sort of stuff. Like, that's sort of what the medals are, right? Like, bronze is not great, silver is, like, okay, and then gold is good. Mm. Um... I, I think a lot of reviewing publications have done this as well, sort of not not just, like, giving the simple rating answer. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Nothing about this really matters, but it's the stuff I think about for the show all the time. Way mm. too much. <laughs> so, so we can still give a gold medal to something if we really, really love it. The two things I'm talking about today, I really like them, but they're not gold medals to me. That sort of thing. And uh, we'll figure out a way to incorporate the certified banger again. Uh, because, you know, that's such a... <laughs> it's an awesome part of the show. Everyone loves the certified banger yeah. fucking John Cena drop. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's always especially so, great well, when you get it more than once in an episode. Oh, absolutely <laughs> three times minimum go yeah. on <laughs> but let's just get into it the first thing that i'm gonna bring up is a band called handler it's like like someone who handles something handler without the e one okay. of the, like like a grinder <laughs> yeah know. yeah yeah like one, one of those one of those like spelling spelling error yeah, on purpose like kind app. of things yeah yeah they're tumblr tumblr's probably a better mm. one than grinder <laughs> yeah i'd rather they remove a letter than like replace a letter with like a v or something like that yeah that's i feel annoying like i feel like that the, trend should yeah. be should be done now at this point like no more v's all right <laughs> i agree uh, i hard agree i hard back that statement <laughs> I'm over the V's. No yeah. more Chiverches. No more Pavaris. Nothing against those <laughs> bands, but like you know, just like I'm just I'm just done with the V's. <laughs> um, but this this EP by Handler is called Invader. This is a band that I've kind of known about for a while since they posted their first song. Really, I was doing another podcast at the time that was also about music. <laughs> And I think we covered them or something, and I ended up talking to them once. And the vocalist, kind of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I, oh, okay. This whole album has, like, conspiracy vibes and, like, aliens and talking about Men in Black. All their music kind of has that theme, which is fun. <laughs> I'd say it's fun. Okay, But yeah. it can cross into weird territory real bad, like, not good territory. Um, so I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> careful with the conspiracy theories, people. It usually just leads to anti-Semitism. But let's talk about this uh, EP because what it really is, when you get down to brass tacks, is a fantastic throwback post-hardcore record. Like, um, it gives me a lot of like old school Bayside vibes, uh, specifically that song "Devotion and Desire." I feel like 
this album kind of has a vibe of that song all the way throughout. I really dug it. It's like no frills, emo vocals, sparse scream sections that like kind of serve to highlight the cleans. It's all shit I really like that no one really does that much anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly thought this band died at some point because they just stopped posting new songs. Um, I didn't really... I kind of lost track of them until I saw like stuff for this album being posted for the first time. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> Where yeah. did y'all come from? Where? <laughs> and it turns out they've been posting new singles all this year. Oh, okay. I just didn't know. <laughs> Honestly, like, um, um, I I wasn't even aware like about this band until like you put it in the playlist for for you to talk about. Yeah, they're really small. They've only had a couple singles before the CP, and their internet presence is not particularly strong. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So this is more of like their first big release. And uh, I think it does well. I think it's a lot better than those first few singles they put out. I thought those songs were good. That's why I kept listening to them. But um, I think this is a proper evolution of that sound. One thing I do want to comment on is the album art. It's really sick. Uh, They use like this alien mask a lot uh, for like all their, their other single arts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they feel like they haven't really resonated with me those album arts but this one with the green and the water holding like the like suitcase it just all fits for me it's good stuff it's pretty iconic looking um i i like it a lot yeah the art Um, does look pretty sick yeah and they're new like uh logo looks good as well just good theming all around for me um on like the name of the ep invader good stuff so i did want to get into some of the single songs from the album that i liked noid flanders is the opener and my favorite song on the ep easily i can only describe the chorus as like pulsating with the screamed vocals coming in and the cleans following. Uh, (laughs) The energy on the track is just so good, and it feels like you could dance to it as much as you could mosh. It just has, like, just that old emo flavor that that you don't really get too often these days. (laughs) Nice. Okay, this song is called X15087. Bad name. Don't name a song something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's maybe a strong opinion, but <laughs> why would you name it that? I'm sure it has a reason it's named that, I mean, but I think generally you want people to remember the name of your song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, odds are likely um, this could have very well been like a demo name and it just kind of stuck. Maybe they couldn't, maybe they didn't yeah. want to think of anything else for it or something i don't know yeah maybe um but this song's really dipping into that conspiracy theorist stuff i was talking about the vocalist is talking about men in black coming to get them and the song has a strong chorus uh and i love the drums on this one i feel like i never give props to drums like i should but this ep is really strong in that regard 
Yeah, but terrible name. Please don't name something that again. <laughs> that <is my laughs> will be the only request I ever make from any band. Don't name it that, please. <laughs> Word. It's a little... It, it kind of has Elon Musk vibes. Just gotta put an X somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not the X. No. <laughs> uh, so Far A Day uh, is an awesome track. Makes you feel like you're on the run and the vocalist is doing some of the most interesting melodies on this uh, EP. I feel like the little breakdown where he like whispers just before, it fell a little flat in production, uh, but nonetheless, a good listen. A good track for sure. Body Double is a good closer, but it doesn't really do anything to jump out at me. Just another solid track capping off a bunch of other solid tracks. My small criticisms are that this is a really fun throwback EP, but if they do a full record, I think it may be a little bit too samey. Also, if if they're going to do like alien themes and shit, throw throw some theremin in that bitch. Throw a little bit of theremin in yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah, some like classic like I don't know like seventies like alien synthy kind of sounds or like samples or something would be kind of cool. That shit would go on a breakdown. I bet you that shit would sound hard as hell. <laughs> alien breakdown. Let's go. Black <laughs> Yeah. Something of the like. Um. So, Jamie. How do yeah. you feel about old emo, like Bayside and stuff like that? Old emo Bayside. Um, I honestly I'm not that well versed, um, in Bayside, and I'm kind of like the worst person to talk to about <laughs> emo, emo, emo music in general because like I was, I was like around, around for it like at like the beginning, but like yeah. I didn't. None of my friends were really like into that kind of stuff, and um. Like the the friends I made in high school and stuff, like they were more like into like like other like other musics. Like they were into like way more like like hard rock and like classic like oh. eighty like eighties eighties metal right. shit and stuff. And so like <laughs> yeah. they like they tried to like make me only listen to that. And so I wasn't <laughs> basically because of my friends, I wasn't allowed to like listen to other music. So that's that's cool. Uh, we'll get into we'll get into my childhood later. We don't. That's not important right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, base Bayside's cool. I listened to like one record, and it was like it's like all right. But I'm not the best person for like a deep dive of emo. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's the gist of that. <laughs> nice. I. Yeah. That that rem you saying that how you they were trying to make you listen to that music, that reminded me that I um. I got my friend to listen to Dance Gavin Dance. Mm -hmm. I like, I was like, dude, you gotta listen to this. This is some good. This is like instant gratification era, okay, people? Yeah. Instant yeah. gratification. He wasn't canceled yet, all right? <laughs> uh, it wasn't bad to hate the band uh, or love the band. I was trying to get him to watch it or listen to it. <laughs> Holy fuck. And I finally did. He clicked with it, he loved it, he listened to it all the time. We stopped being friends for a while, had a falling out, became friends again, started working at the same place, and I discovered that everyone working at Dairy Queen 
was listening to Dance Gavin Dance. <laughs> it was so like he, a so fucking So he ended up infection. getting everyone into them? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. You all listen to Dance Gavin Dance? <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine the butterfly effect if like you went back and you decided never to tell him about Dance Gavin Dance? Like what the ramifications of such an event uh maybe dance gavin dance never gets popular <laughs> maybe they never pop off in the way they did yeah who knows it's a it's a brighter future i think that's the thing with time but... you just never know <laughs> so true mm-hmm. bars <laughs> <laughs> two people getting old <laughs> yeah <laughs> just getting <laughs> sentimental <laughs> exactly um but jamie tell me about your first piece of music i want to uh, know I okay. know all about it. All right, so so the first uh, piece of music that I decided to pick is probably like one of my favorite uh, records uh, growing up. Now I literally just talked about my friends in high school, like like forcing me to like listen to like only the music <laughs> that they listened to, but I still I still tried to find stuff that um that was like like more more up my alley and stuff, and um so I decided to pick um this record which is fortress um and it's protest the hero's second record second full length that they uh. that they ever put out so i believe this album came out yeah it came out in 2008 which is around the time that i was in high school um hell yeah <laughs> fucking hell yeah. love 2008 <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah and um the first thing i will say about this record well First of all, it's it's Process the Hero, so you know it's bound to be uh, packed with riffs, but, like, this record is literally just filled, like, to the brim, top and bottom, with riffs. There's no shortage of riffs, <laughs> and they're all they're all pretty damn sick, if if I may say so myself. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, like, super cool. They're, they're good. <laughs> they're yeah, fantastic, yeah. I mean. Yeah, they, they do play some guitar. <laughs> I'm not sure Protest has ever missed. Is there an album you can think of where it's not banger after banger after banger? That's a bit hard for me to say. I mean, I feel like there was one album that was like a little bit of a miss, but it's like sort of like a weird kind of situation with that record. Um, mm. I, I can't, I don't remember what year it came out, but I think um, it, in like 2015 or 2016. Pacific Myth? Yeah, Pacific Myth. Yeah, that that one was like a little bit of a weird one where like the yeah. songs the songs were cool and good but because of like the process of it like they basically like put out each song like one at a time like it's like single style oh. but but it was there was like a long a long uh, amount of times like like spread apart like between the tracks and so production wise it doesn't really sound like it sounds like the most like the least cohesive uh, oh, record I see. just because just because every track was done separately and um like the production wasn't done in mind for like the songs as a whole so i mean it sounds cool yeah. but then you you have one song that like you know like maybe like the like the drums are like a lot quieter than like in the in the next track and like the guitars are a little can be like it's a little bit cohesive. out of whack yeah it's not really like cohesive um not and nowhere near as cohesive as this record because the fortress is absolutely tight like the, we're talking like top musicianship um from every <laughs> single member of the band here and this is like they recorded this in 2007 and i think like maybe 
I want to say that maybe they like just got out of high school or something while they were like recording really? this. Yeah, yeah, like they're Damn. like yeah, like they got they were super young when they first got discovered and got put onto Vagrant Records and stuff. And so it's just wild that like, you know, you know, you know, they they basically got out of high school and then recorded something like this, which is like super insane like the guitar, the guitar just like <laughs> fucking rips all the time there's there's sick bass stuff. The drums the the drums are absolutely great and so unique sounding like in like in the album and um uh Rody Walker's vocals is absolutely insane like the um, the leap the leap in like uh song quality from like their previous record Kazaya to like here is just like insane and like especially like Rody's uh performance like before before I think he had I think I believe they had like a a female vocalist featuring Kazaya but Rody is doing all the vocals and like anything that you hear that like sounds like a slightly different voice. That's just him like performing just in a, <laughs> in like a different kind of voice style. Yeah. And so like, he really shows like his versatility and his like, and his range. He just like, he just goes insane on this record and it's, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. And so like compared to their last album, their, well, their first record, Kazaya, which was like that one was a full like concept record. Um, I don't exactly know, remember the concept for that. You would have to ask Joe about that. He's uh, way more knowledgeable about Kazaya because he really, yeah. <laughs> he really likes that record a lot more than I do. And I tend to really, really like Fortress. And this one, this one, like when you're listening to the record, it's, it feels, it feels like there's, there's like some sort of concepts going on in the, um, in the lyrics. And then after doing like a little bit of research, I found out that it's actually, it's, it's sort of like, um, the album sort of has like three like loose concepts, um, that like, that the songs are sort of like structured around. So like the first three tracks are like this one concept. And then like in the middle of the album is a different one. And then at the end, um, you, you have another one and they're, they're each like, um, in between each of the concepts are these like piano interludes. So that's that's when you're supposed to know when you're what like what story you're going to basically. Wow. <laughs> I need a strategy guide for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Also another hidden thing like I literally just found out like right before we recorded on on the CD of Fortress if you <laughs> if you if you rewind the CD past track 1 there's actually a hidden oh. track. I had what? no, I had no clue about this at all. Here, I'll link it to you. It's, it's, it's not really that long. It's like a fifty-two second. A like, so it's hidden before track one. It's hidden before track one. Like you have to rewind the CD <laughs> before, yeah, before track one. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna link you the song. It's, ju <laughs> it's just a little like piano, like a piano. It's basically the, the piano like intro like to the like the first concept of the record um and oh, it has and it has some themes that are that show up later in the song bone marrow and stuff oh yeah <laughs> cool <laughs> but no i had I, like i've been listening to this record since it came out and literally had no idea no one told me about this like <laughs> and so i, I just yeah. heard i just listened to it today i'm like oh shit <laughs> i need to find my cd and rewind it <laughs> It's interesting that track isn't on like the digital streaming version. Like, yeah, they just I guess... left it out completely. I guess. 
Yeah, there's also some other stuff that they that they did in like the digital versions too. Um, like in the CD versions, there were like some little like um a few like little samples that they used that I don't. They probably didn't really maybe get the rights to for the digital version. So <laughs> they're still they're still in the record, but they're like ducked like super hard. Like there's this one uh. like a, there's this one like animal sound like near the end of the record um that was there it was like a cat meowing or something but in the digital version it's not really there and then after mm. at, at the end of sequoia throne there's like some sort of like old country like elvis sounding song ever like right at the end but you can't hear it in the digital version because it's so quiet you would have to like take the track and like like locate like the the the, the like the tail end of the track and like boost up the volume to pick yeah. it up yeah that's that's kind of one of the disadvantages of the digital era, huh? Like, kind of why we need the physical media still to preserve actual versions of these songs. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> getting kind of a weird product here on Spotify. Yeah, it's always a weird rights. issue. Like, yeah, due to like rights and like physical rights are separate from like like right, than rights in the digital realm, which that yeah. can that can be pretty weird. It should be like. If that's how the album was put out, that should be how it is on digital. Like, just into law. Like, if you paid for the rights to have it on your physical album, you're paying for the rights to have it on the digital version as well. Yeah. I, I just feel like that's how it should be. Yeah, I don't know how you would change that, or that just sounds like business. Which... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, with that, uh, like, that big discussion about digital rights, I could very well be wrong, and it could have very well just been, like, spotify and apple music just like the way like they naturally like compress their their tracks yeah. it could be it could be like that too so it could it could be either yeah. or which which both of those still suck <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> still still kind of a shitty situation yeah but it's for yeah, yeah like every every track on here is like um i don't i don't have a least favorite track on this record i've i've listened to this album like front to back um so many times like this was basically in like my commute album uh when mm -hmm. i when i went to school like in new york city and i, I had to take the train <laughs> i would listen to this record like every morning and i, yeah. I would just i would just <laughs> never get sick sick of it so like all the way from blood meat to goddess gagged it was just yeah like bangers throughout <laughs> yeah <laughs> and obviously yeah obviously Jackson, back then i was like though. way super like into like like really riffy guitars and stuff like that so i was just <laughs> yeah, like really, really into this Ritz record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackson had. I gave Jackson my. Just pulling it back to dance, Kevin Dance for some reason. I gave him my cassette I got in like a bundle merch thing I bought for instant gratification because mm -hmm. I did not have a cassette and I wasn't even thinking about collecting them back then. I was just like, this is cool, I guess. <laughs> but uh jackson his car only had a cassette player oh <laughs> so <laughs> i gave him my instant gratification and he would play it going to work which was like downtown like 30 minutes away he'd go play it going to work and coming back every day oh, when nice. i finally got it back that bitch was so worn down and <laughs> he, <laughs> like he must have played it like 100 times at least <laughs> oh that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> is is uh this your favorite protest record um yeah this is this is probably my my favorite protest record i mean i love 
I love all their records, but this one holds like a very special place in my heart. It was the first protest record I ever heard, and it's still like I still love it just as much as I did like when I first listened to it. So yeah, nice. I'm, I'm, yeah. You said I can give things a gold medal, so this is getting, this is getting a fucking (laughs) gold, my dude. Like, like (laughs) absolute gold forever, fortress for life. (laughs) Gold. Please listen to this record. It's a great record. I think my favorite protest might be, um, ah, what, what's it fucking called? (laughs) Do you know the the name of the bird? The one with the bird. (laughs) Oh, Volition. Uh, I think you're thinking volition. of Volition. It's like a vulture yeah, kind of bird or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Volition's volition. a real... That, that one's a really good record, too. That was the first one where um, their original drummer wasn't a part of. Like, he, he, he ended up, oh. like, leaving the band. And, like, that was... That was the Indiegogo record, actually. Yeah. Oh, it was an Indiegogo record? Yeah, like, they... they uh, their record deal with Vagrant Records was was like their first three records. So they they were with Vagrant to up to Scurrilous, and then after that, um, they decided they didn't want to be part of a record label for a bit. Um, so they decided nice. to start a start an Indiegogo campaign because they could. You can't do a Kickstarter if you're if you're in Canada or if you're Canadian. Oh, yeah, huh. weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that so that got a lot of attention. That you know, like. Protest yeah, the Heroes that, Canadian. That they were doing that. Yeah, yeah, they're from they're from Canada. What? They're from uh, Ontario, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't yeah, you That's didn't a... know that they were Canadian? I had no fucking clue cuz I thought for sure they were American because of Palimpsest. That album is so like drenched in American history kind of like <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of looks like that for sure. So I never even thought for a second they were not American. No, they're Canadian. Uh, it's not like, like Rody sounds Canadian or something. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Like Rody only ever sounds Canadian if like you bring it up to him in like an interview, and then he'll just say a boot, like uh, like on like on purpose or whatever, you know. Yeah, we love Canada. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. We love Barbie. Have you had a chance to see the new Barbie movie? Jamie. I have I have not yet. I might I might be the only one left in existence that hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, it maybe it has made one billion dollars. <laughs> Which yeah. that's pretty epic because it's I believe kind it. of a good movie that deserves it. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone but... I know has taken selfies um, <laughs> while watching the birthday movie, well, the Barbie movie, <laughs> the birthday <laughs> with, movie with, with all their like their pink fits and whatever and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did do Barbenheimer, but I did Barbie Saturday morning and Oppenheimer Sunday night. So okay, well, I had like that's a... close enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, Oppenheimer on a Sunday night, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. very sleepy. It's a very dry movie. <laughs> yeah, but Barbie was excellent. Absolutely loved it, and a. A lot of the songs on the soundtrack are directly in the movie as like big parts of the scenes they're in. They're like um the Tame and Paula song on this record is like kind of a transition song, like a montage song. And during the movie I was like, is that fucking Tame and Paula singing? Cuz at first I assumed it was just like kind of music they made for the movie, like no 
particular artist was doing it, just like someone they hired. Yeah. But no, the first song in the movie is sung by Lizzo. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Which, I mean, is bad now, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a good song still. I, I still like the song. Yeah. I'm gonna be for real. Uh, the Lizzo drama, I, we don't really have to talk about it that much. She apparently was fat shaming her dancers, bad workplace environment, sexual weirdness, I maybe Ooh. assault. I'm not really 100% sure. So her having the bad guy lawyer is not great. <laughs> not a great look. Yeah, it's not a great look. Um, and um... None of this has been a great look, uh, but... Her song on Barbie is pretty good. <laughs> Still good. And I really would like to know how this album was made because the way the songs are done, it's like, it seems like it was made right for the scene in the movie. So, like, was the song written by writers on the movie or, you know, that's something I'd like to know. I don't know if that information is out there. I didn't really look to find it. Maybe I should have. <laughs> but if Genius.com doesn't have it, then I don't know about it. What, what's the point? I don't need to pay attention if it's not on Genius. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Barbie, it was an insane banger of a movie that perfectly mixed the surreal with real topical issues. In my opinion, it's the best way they could have done a Barbie movie. Um, because... If they had just played it straight, like, Smurfs style, like, she's a Barbie and then she goes into the real world and has wacky antics, which does happen, mm -hmm. to be fair, but it's yeah. more meaningful than, yeah. you know, a regular kids movie might have done. Yeah. Also, there's but, been, like, tons of, like, movies like that already. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you kind of you kind of need to do something to shake it up a little. Like, I can't tell you how many movies that were in like like the late 90s or like early 2000s yeah. where it was like a toy comes to life and is you know is, is you know it's trying to make scrambled eggs for its for like the kid or whatever i don't know i'm thinking small soldiers right now you remember that movie i uh, yeah i do yeah yeah they're making a video game of that like a why? It kind of seems like an Overwatch style video. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, why they would why do now? that. But it, <laughs> why now? Yeah, I know. But it kind of looked good. <laughs> like the little animation like, they did. Like it, that shit should have been on be the fair, Nintendo saw... 64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think there was a Small Soldiers game on the fucking PS1. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but the animation looked incredible. It wasn't gameplay, to be fair. But it was like, as an animated thing, these action figures, the way they moved, I like this. <laughs> this is a good <laughs> job, people. <laughs> I would play a game based on this, probably. Um, but enough small soldiers talk, Jamie. Please, every time you keep up bringing small soldiers. My I can't bad. talk about My that bad. right now, Jamie. <laughs> okay, fine. My bad. All right, I'll try. I'll try you and be a little bit more concise. Barbie. <laughs> yeah, Barbie. <laughs> and I won't spoil the movie for you, Jamie. Don't worry. I won't spoil the movie for anyone. Uh, none of the songs really are spoilers, except uh, that the Ryan the Gosling movie. one. I guess you could call it a spoiler, but not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So, Barbie, the album features songs not only from the movie, but also a bunch of other ones by some of the biggest female artists, as well as a few Kens. So, like I said, starting off the album is Pink by Lizzo. I think it's a smart choice because it just, you know, it's great energy. It really gets you in. Um, And I really love that, like, starts, it literally starts the movie and it starts the uh, album. It's just nice. It makes sense. It's not that crazy, but um, I, I like it. I, I'm glad there's not like some other random song in front. Like the track ordering could be dog shit on a soundtrack like this. Mm-hmm. You know, movie soundtracks are hit and miss. Sometimes you get something like this or Black Panther, or sometimes you get Godzilla the movie soundtrack from 1998, and it's got like fucking cold <laughs> and, and stained and mud vein <laughs> uh dance the night by dua lipa is a really strong pop song and it's like intrinsically tied with the do you ever think about dying scene from the movie i really love listening to this album because it takes me back to the movie and those visuals that's why I like a kind of like about soundtrack albums if they're good. When I listen to a song and I'm thinking of the movie, that just makes me like the song more a lot of the time. Liked that. Dua Lipa killed it on that one. Barbie World with Aqua by Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. I, I'm sorry, but it's kind of a weaker song in my opinion. It's the like um credits song. Um, mm. The Barbie World chorus, it, it's basically like a track like a a beat with the chorus kind of tacked on or at least it feels tacked on uh Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice's bars are pretty good but overall the song was not that interesting but it is like mercifully short at a minute 49 long so can I really be mad about that (laughs) um it's not even two minutes long I mean, I'm sure people Um, have been critical about tracks that are shorter than that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I think a lot of people will like it more than me, but it kind of just felt like they did the Barbie Girl song thing because you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's Barbie movie, so you got to do the Barbie uh, Girl song. And that song, um, it was not made with, like, Mattel's permission. And they tried to sue Aqua when that song came out. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, they failed, though. Um, but they did try to sue them. <laughs> Thanks, Mattel. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yikes. Jeez. Uh, Speed Drive by Charlie XCX is maybe one of the best songs on the album. So much energy in the chorus. I mean, Barbie, you're so fine. You're fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's awesome, uh, and of course, the production, like any Charlie XCX thing, is insanely cool. Man I Am by Sam Smith is a, like, ballad <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> it's really fun. Sam Smith kills it. He's really goofy on the track. The lyrics are <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> it's uh, just a fun song. I'm Just Ken by Ryan Gosling. This is like... This is he directly sings this in the movie, and there's a whole musical sequence. It's fun. The song's okay. Ryan Gosling kind of sounds like Casey Crescenzo, uh, from The Deer Hunter when he Mm -hmm. sings, which is kind of funny. (laughs) That's sick. Yeah, uh, he's he's not got a bad singing voice at all. The song's just a little basic. It's serving the plot of a movie, 
in a really basic way. Um, it's fun, but not something I'd listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey Blondie by Dominic Fike, uh, which is not someone I've ever heard of. Sorry, Dominic, I've never heard of him. But it was a surprise hit for me. The alt-rock matchbox 20-ness of it jump-scared me. Ooh, okay. But I love that shit. I fucking love some Matchbox 20-ass alt... I don't know if it's alt-rock or alt-pop or, you know, just <laughs> playing some guitar, singing softly. I'm a little unwell. I know right now you can't tell. <laughs> matchbox 20. <laughs> God. I gotta go now. <laughs> um... Uh, this paired with Deadlines by our friend Matt Burridge. And I'm in the early 2000s again. Let's fucking go. I I really like this one. Hey, Blondie. Um, Billie Eilish. What was I made for? This shit fucked me up for a second. I'm, I'm kind of like not a Billie Eilish fan. Except when she does fucking movie songs. Like her No Time to Die song. I really like that. Um, and I really fucking like this. Uh, it, it fucked me up here for a second. Her haunting vocals combined with the hashtag relatable lyrics. Uh, it had me in a tizzy. I think everyone's thought, what is the point of anything? And this song hits on that feeling to great effect. Uh, so, big highlight for me was this Billy Idol song. We talked about Angel by Pink Pantheress a few weeks ago. I think we gave it a certified banger, and that's a holds up. I especially like the instrumental where it's like dope, do do dope, 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 and it has like these really cool violin breaks. I don't know, it's just a really good one, uh, and it popped out to me even after we've already talked about it. Um, and butterflies by Gale, my last big mention. Uh, is mainly because it turns Butterfly by Crazy Town into a cool-ass female-fronted punk track. The early 2000s energy on this record is wild. I'm living for it. I love the early 2000s. <laughs> um, that's like, I guess that's kind of my childhood is early 2000s. Because, I, I mean, I'm born 1996. I'm kind of baby till four, right? You don't really start giving a fuck about anything till you're like five. So... That I, that probably explains my taste yeah. for this stuff. Um, Unless you're weird yeah. and you start you start getting into shit at like two or three, but you know. Oh yeah, hate three year olds that are into things. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a Christmas party one year. Do you know Deltarune, the video game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this like two year old, that's like a family friends kid. He walks up to me and he's like. Do you know Deltarune? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah. And he said, bruh. <laughs> Not the bruh, H3. <laughs> uh, I, I would never be I was ready for geeked. that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, in terms of movie soundtracks, this is a big winner for me. This and Black Panther are some of my favorites. But, you know, let's be honest. Digimon the movie has the best movie soundtrack of any movie. I mean, that's just set into stone one of the Ten Commandments. Eleventh <laughs> Commandment, Digimon the movie, soundtrack goes hard. It does. It's been...
All right, I'm going to stop talking about Barbie. Everyone's tired of me talking about Barbie. I didn't say anything, Jamie. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, talk about your last piece of music. Okay. All right, so the last um the last piece of music that I picked um is from this artist that I've been following for for a bit of time now. Um um she goes by the name Bad Snacks and so she uh she's a producer that I think when she was first doing stuff she was originally located in um in Los Angeles, but I I believe she has since um relocated over to the northeast and stuff. Mm. And um, I think she actually uh, like teaches like like beat making and like production at like fucking Berkeley College of Music, Sheesh. which like was like that's fucking sick too. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like so like that's really cool. And like big ups big ups to her for like doing something like that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So like um, this record came out in 2018, and um, I found I found out about her maybe like a little bit after like this um this like record came out um i mean if anything like um that i she would probably like qualify it as a, just sort of like a like a beat tape kind of release or whatever yeah i guess that's i guess that's what um like these kind of like beat like beat style like artists would like call their releases or or whatever but i wasn't really like that aware of like like lo-fi style music or like just like like beat produced beat producing like artists in general like until around that time um i for, i found out about her like through um a couple of videos that she had on her youtube channel um showing off some like guitar pedals and stuff that i was interested in getting and then um i i would see that she would she would run like her violin like through all these like effects pedals and stuff and thought that was like really cool and then and then later on i found out about this album and i was like oh shit like this is like this is like some really <laughs> cool stuff so like there's like yeah yeah so like there's like big big nostalgia quality to like a lot of these a lot of these tracks and they're all they're all really short like you can listen to this record like like five times in a row and i mean probably probably not even an hour would pass yeah the longest track is the last one homecoming and it's just like four seconds shy of three minutes so it's really really not that long like you have tracks that are like like maybe 50 seconds and then most of them average like minute and a half like two minutes so you can you can breeze through this um very very quickly but all of it has like this like very hypnotic quality where you can just you can just like loop this shit for like over for like over and over and over <laughs> and i guess that's sort of like the effect of like kind of like lo-fi style music like you can just have it like in the background running for like ever and ever you could um, use it for streams probably yeah yeah you could Streaming use it for streams music. yeah and i think she's put out like um some like youtube like music compilations too that are separate from like these like neat tapes that she calls them so like this is neat yeah. tape one she put out in 2020 neat tape two and then there was like another record called bat bathtub bumps that um she put out like during during like the pandemic too, like in the in like the middle of it, I think like twenty twenty one, right? Maybe maybe, uh, something like that. Yeah. So um. So yeah. Let me let me just talk about like a couple of like specific things like I really like, like about this record. Well, for one, it's got some really cool bass lines. I'm a bass player, and 
she she come up she writes some like very interesting uh very like infectious kind of kind of bass lines that you can just you can just like have it like bumping in your head like all the time very very interesting like unique kind of synth sounds that she's using um throughout like a lot of the tracks like her sample selection is really cool and she does this thing with like her production and like her selection of like synth synth and stuff or it's not in every track but there's a lot of them where there's like it's like almost like twinkly like like hi-fi kind of like quality to the tracks um which just yeah. sort of like which just sort of give like a very like playful like almost like um childish kind of quality uh <laughs> to the song and it's 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 such a nice a nice and like uplifting thing uh to like add to the track and it kind of puts a smile on your face like when you're when you're listening to it and like you're just like you're just like bopping your head along to it you know yeah it kind of makes you feel like you're a kid again and you're just like dancing along to something yeah so like the um so yeah some standout tracks for me like um the third track let's go 299 mil um i would sh i would shake ass to the song like unapologetically <laughs> <laughs> like if you had this in the club and if i was in a in the club for some reason i would i would shake ass to this the next track on there, this is probably like my favorite track on the on the record, uh, and it's it's actually like a cover from from uh, the anime uh, Samurai Champloo. Uh, it's called oh. Shiki no Uta, and it's like a very <laughs> it, that's like a very deep track, and like Samurai Champloo is like a pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty well known anime and stuff, and like yeah. that track in particular, like the the original version of Lone hits, but like this version. It hits as well and like very differently <laughs> and it's it's so like unique in like the way like she incorporates like her bass lines in there and like all the like the little synths that she added in there too. And then like when the violin comes in, it just it makes you want to cry. <laughs> just as much as like when when I first heard like the original track. So yeah, it's just r really cool. Um there's another track here, Sweet Taters. There's like some like really cool like reverse type like effect sounds going on here too and again like i'm gonna keep saying it just cool cool sick bass lines and stuff like yeah. baseline yeah bass lines don't need to be like cool and intricate for me to be into them sometimes they just need to be like so so interesting that it's okay that like it's like repeated over and over you know just like a couple little interesting like little notes you play and then boom like sick bass line you know yeah um, the next track, Wendell, there's, like, a really cool, like, like, I think it's, like, a tape-delayed, like, piano sound or sample or something, and it's, it's really cool. It almost gives it sort of, like, an, like, an, like, it, it almost turns it into sort of, like, a, like, an Eastern, more Asian-sounding instrument when, like, the piano is, like, affected in that sort of way, and then there's, occasionally, there's some, like, violin stuff happening in the background of the, the track, too, and it really adds some nice... Uh, texture like in that track along with like the affected piano which is really cool the next track reasons it has like affected acoustic guitar stuff and that's always really nice when like you see or see something like you know like the piano or or the acoustic guitar and like you, you hear it like manipulated in like ways that like it can't necessarily like be done like in you know just just like regular just playing it and stuff you're right yeah yeah so the, yeah that was definitely like a really interesting thing about that track and yeah like, just like yeah like i could go i could go on and on about you know the rest of the record like so many all these tracks are just 
yeah like you can't stop your head from bop bopping there's like a couple ones like a, later on that like you could totally hear this being in like an anime or whatever like like the song <laughs> like love you bb and stuff just like so it's like just so many cool moments and like you you can just find like so many like little things that you do you like about the director's like oh cool like the sample here was like so cool and like i was like all oh, these synth sounds were really interesting like i wonder what she was using in this is like i was like what wonder how she came up with this bass line and like the violins made me want to cry and shit like that you know <laughs> yeah yeah and if anything like uh if there was any track that i would recommend um if like someone asked me like about bad snacks and like wanted like yeah like a prime primer track i would recommend that they listen to the last track of this record which is homecoming and it's sort of like that track it's perfect that it's the last track because it's sort of like an amalgamation of everything almost everything that she did that she's done like in in this uh record it sort of has like every every kind of cool quality yeah. um um like the production just sort of like culminates there right at the end and it just makes for like cool. a really really cool ending like super vibey like a guitar in the in the song like the production goes like fucking insane like the violins violins are there again like a plus violin and you know yeah so this that this would be the track that i would i would introduce um someone to uh to bad snacks with yeah sounds cool yeah, yeah. and um Obviously, you you just heard me gushing about this uh, record for <laughs> quite a bit, so I kind of need to give it a gold and stuff. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, I have I have big respect for Bad Snacks, and occasionally, like me, um, me and Matt from Pulses will like chat chat about her and stuff because like we're both like really into her. <laughs> and if like yeah. if I ever do uh, like decide to like get get into like beat making, which I've like talked about with um matt occasionally like you know it's like hey man can you give me some lessons or stuff yeah like this would this would sort of be like this would be sort of like my start you know like basically i would try to like do stuff like her and then and then right. eventually go off and try and find it but i'll i'll get there but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah matt also does bad Gold luck metal. beats yeah bad luck beats yeah matt kills it matt made our theme song thanks matt lots of matt mentions this episode Shout and, out, Matt. Uh, that he deserves was bad it. snacks. Neat tape one, right? Yeah, neat, neat tape, tape one. Yeah, yeah. That's an episode, people. I think we had a lot of fun here today. Talked about Ariana Grande and SpongeBob and Barbie, <laughs> all the classic American heroes. And then hidden tracks on CDs that I didn't know. Oh, yeah, that shit. That's cool that there was a hidden track before track one. I love that. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even you know just, you could do that. You just... <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, I'm sorry. Karate there's, there's, kid. I, had, I had to kill a fly. <laughs> I've been there. I've yeah. been there. <laughs> I don't, it just surprised me. I was expecting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no one ever expects it because, like, I... I I, I like do it really fast and so like whenever whenever I'm hanging out with a friend and then I see a fly and like I have to kill it, they're just like always startled. <laughs> yeah. It's like shit, I didn't know you could move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Jamie, go ahead and plug any stuff you wanna plug. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so um yeah, I mean if you wanna follow me on Twitter, um I'm I'm under Devout Shoulders on there. 
My Instagram is Sklaxis, S-K-L-A-X-I-S. I believe I spelled that correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, I came up with it, like, a long time ago. It's whatever. We don't have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the basis. You have already in... talked about the deep lore of your username <laughs> on the show. D- did I? <laughs> Last time you plugged yourself, I think you talked about <laughs> oh okay i don't i don't remember that was yeah. that was in the past Jake. it's out it's out there people <laughs> it's out it's out there yeah no need for talking of my of my lore anyways i'm the bass player in with sales ahead um you can find us on all our socials like they're all it's all just like with sales ahead um we have some new music coming out that's in the works um i'm also in the band uh new Witch's tongue and there should be new uh new music for that coming out um, at some point too. So just um, just keep an ear out. Uh, follow those follow those bands if you're interested. Um, yeah, that's a, that's about all I got. Keep listening to Mutant awesome. Puke, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Woodland Creatures Three Royal Edition. Uh, all right, tour. that's right. I should I should Coming talk up. about the tour. Yeah, I'm such a bad band member. Um, yeah, we have <laughs> we have the Woodland Creatures uh, Three Royale tour. It's just a little weekender that we're doing, but we're hitting some new spots that we've never been to before. Um, so we're hitting we're playing in Detroit, um, August 25th. Um, the 26th we're playing in Chicago. And then, and then we're driving down the next day to Pittsburgh. You gonna see the yeah. bean? Oh yeah, that's our that's already in the works. Yeah, oh, we have right. to we have to see the bean. <laughs> we have to see the bean, and then I have to watch someone eat a, a deep dish pizza, aka <laughs> you have to watch someone eat a deep dish pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll part. I'll probably partake in it as long as I just see an authentic deep dish okay. pizza. I'll be content. You just need to see it. <laughs> I just need I just need to see, I just need to see the disc of sausage, you know? Like yeah. That's all I need. To, that's all I need to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're doing we're doing that at that at the end of August. So, if you're in those areas, uh feel free to come and see the show. It's going to be a good time. Um yeah, Pulse is there. They always kill it and Oh um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy our music too. So, yeah. yeah also, Adventurer is playing with us as well and they're really cool. Yeah. Yeah, shout out adventurer. Another quick shout out before I wrap everything up. Keely, her band Sorry Period Sorry Period, uh, is putting out a live EP on. That they are. Is it next week? Like Tuesday next week? I think. Um, um don't quote me on it, but I, I believe I believe um she mentioned that they're coming. It, it's coming out on the eleventh of the August. 11th. So probably, oh. by, well, definitely by next week it'll be it'll be out already. So yeah, keep out, um, keep your eyes peeled for. Uh, sorry, is uh, yeah, eleventh. Yeah, you're right. It's on. Yeah. So next Friday, next Friday the live five track EP. So it's five tracks. So that means there's three new songs on there. Live version before the recorded version, I guess, which is interesting. Kind of a mm-hmm. cool way to do that. So. Be sure to check that out. Um, we'll be promoing it next week in case you forget, so don't worry. Absolutely. Um, Shout out Keely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and on Twitter, we're Mutant Puke. On Instagram, we're Mutant Puke. On blah, 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 we're Mutant Puke. We are on YouTube more now. We're posting episodes actively. 
edited video versions. They're going to come out after the audio versions. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> whenever whenever you get around to them, you know. And I figure it out. <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll get on there. So uh, I, I'd say the audio version is the preferred method of listening, but the YouTube is going to be there for people who like YouTube as well now. So hopefully that's good for you because it's got to be. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks to Matt Burge for our theme song. Thanks to Kyle Cult for our artwork. We got an email. It's in the show notes. And I'm going to end the episode now. Goodbye.